Hello and welcome to Down to Earth Convos Down Under, episode 14. In today's episode, Ali and I talk about how to have more money at the end of your month by making smart purchasing decisions. Hey Brad, how are you going today? Hey Ali, I'm doing wonderful as always. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing wonderful as always too. I always mark those same words. Keen to get into today's topic, one of my favourites. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about where are you spending beyond your means. So today we're going to go over a few ideas and quality questions to try and see what to explore what's worked for Ali and I for many years and allowed us to become, you know, at a point where we have more money at the end of the month rather than more month at the end of the money. So to avoid financial struggle and allow us to sleep at night without having to worry about where the pay for the next bill is coming and instead invest that money in assets that appreciate, that earn a return, have our money work for us. So setting us up for our future instead of being sucked into that consumer spending that robs our future selves. So one thing that I wanted to talk about and get into was really just the whole idea of spending less and talking about what works for us and reducing the spend on the things that we you need and ideally avoiding the things that you just want or at least uh, delaying it and cutting back on that sort of frivolous spending. So Ali, we talked about this a little bit before we started and one of the things that you mentioned was tracking your spending. Do you want to talk a little bit about how do you do that? What does that look like? Does that mean tracking every little thing like uh, uh, somebody tracking their calories and everything that they intake or is it a more general sort of um, analysis of that? What do you think? Yeah, that's the great question. To spend less, it's sort of like that 80-20 rule that you and I have spoken about many times because if you focused on where you get the best results, so you need to be able to focus on spending less, which means you're going to have more money at the end of your month, Maybe have a look at where your money's actually going. Where are you spending the money? That's number one. You've got to identify where the money's going out. And then wouldn't that make sense to focus on a few ideas of what you could do to spend less in those particular areas? And we're going to discuss different areas. So tracking your spending, there is no excuse not to do that these days with these cool apps that we could maybe put in our notes, our links below. And I like to reference David Bark, who I followed from many years ago. He has the latte factor, which means that if you just go without one thing Hmm. that might seem little, but because you do it every day or more than once a day, you can just focus and track where you're spending that money. And to either, we're going to discuss that about cutting back or cutting out a habit. Not that we want to stop people from enjoying their coffee there's cigarettes and having a nice drink and whining and dining, those sort of things. We're not talking about going without scarcity. We're talking about where we can be mindfully conscious of where the money's going so that we can monitor that spending and spend less to have more at the end of the, the month, which turns out to be hundreds and thousands year after year, tens of you know decades later, okay? Yeah, definitely. How much is a latte? I don't drink coffee or anything. Me an neither. average price how much i don't know maybe five or six dollars here in australia so multiplied by 350 you know that's a thousand fifteen hundred dollars at the end of the year that you can end up with 
Maybe even more. It adds up. It definitely adds adds up. up. Yeah. And while we're in the cafe scenario, we hit leading to restaurants. So how many times a week do you go out for dinner and spend, you know, tens of dollars, hundreds, hundreds of dollars if you're a family? So back when I was brought up, Brad, going out for dinner or even takeaway was actually considered not like a privilege, but it was an in, a little bit of an indulgence. Yes. And it's very much part of our culture now, don't you believe? Like here in Australia, that cafe, the whining and oh, dining, yeah. it's, don't you think? Hmm. So I will mark just while we've got, while we're on this subject, you know, I've got millennials, I've raised, my youngest is uh, an older teenager. I've got an early 20 year old and one in her mid, mid 20s. And I love that when I tune into the conversations of these young millennials, I, they go out for dinner on occasions and they pay their own way, which is one of the messages I want to feed out today is pay your own way. I was brought up to pay your own way. Pay a little bit more is totally fine, but you don't necessarily have to pay for everyone else. And this is a thing that really has brought me for years and anyone that knows me well they know that this does bright me because like I happen to be a vegetarian. I've been a vegetarian since the age of 15. I don't drink a lot of alcohol. I've been conditioned not to drink alcohol when we're out. And that's how I've brought up our family. And when my, when we get a bill at the end of the night, my young, so my middle child would grab that invoice, that receipt from the cafe and just say, fact, he just goes, that was da-da-da in alcohol that night. Not necessarily ours. But he really, we just really have the message that alcohol almost doubles the bill or doubles mm-hmm. the bill. It depends on how much people are eating and drinking. Back to the millennials, they go out to dinner or my, my kids and their friends, they pay for what they get. So use a pay. Pay your own way, chip in a little bit more, but you don't necessarily have to subsidise the alcohol, the coffees, the teas and the sweets and all that because I've been out to dinner many times where people get an entree, a main, a sweets, the coffee, the hundreds of dollars worth of wine. And what leaves a nasty taste in my mouth is if they go split the bill and here I am eat, having just a main and no alcohol and I just go away and I say to my hubby, I'm just over-subsidising everyone else's whatever they're doing, which is I don't want to judge them, but, you know, chip in, pay your own way. That is one of the messages I want to get out today what do you think yeah there's no free ride and uh going for that is uh doesn't reflect high on quality of character so definitely can't be doing that so where else do people spend their money sorry where else do people spend a bit of their money so maybe clothing or we could touch on that yeah gadgets technology um potentially even just Maybe you can afford, you know, a really nice car, but you don't factor in the the servicing costs, the petrol, the all the other things that add up, and then suddenly it's sitting there and you can't drive it. There's that factor um, because it's got an expensive service, right? So it's not just about looking at how much the thing costs at the moment to buy it, but how much is it going to cost you over time as well? Can you really afford it? Uh, that's that's another factor just on the tracking your spending Ali isn't that tedious to go into an app and write down what you bought and how much it was every single time especially if you're you know buying a couple of things a day maybe that enlightens you to buy a bit less 
and you know do what you do cut out one of those daily purchases but isn't it tedious to to have to track that every day every purchase it sure is and i'll let you know that's not what i do so david bark or is it david ramsey talks about budgeting being boring and i couldn't agree with you more so this is i'm going to share a tip on what i've done so you've got three just three different categories here people that don't budget at all so they don't they're not mindful of what's what's coming in their income and what's going out their expenditure their spending and then you've got the people that budget and do all that tedious stuff and we've got apps to help them with that that's not me the third one is me i am frugal and i started that from a very young age so i just watched and listened and that is a financial trait that is a trait of the financially successful that they're frugal, which means you can just go on every day, it becomes a habit to be consciously aware of what you're spending. So you'd be asking, you stop, you pause and you say, you ask yourself, yourself quality questions. You're looking at buying something? Ask one question, do I really need it? Number two question, so you get that answer. It might be a straight out no, so you don't need to buy it. You walk away, you don't spend, you don't put your hand in your pocket. Number two is, do I really need it now? If you don't need it now, you can stop, walk away, take that emotion out of it. You come back and it's like, you don't even actually come back to that store or that online shop. And you may not even need it in the first place. So do I need it now? Do I need it at all? So these things, if you ask yourself these questions over time, so weeks turn into months, months turn into years and years turn into years and years and you will have more money at your end of your month. You'll be setting yourself up financially for your future. You won't be robbing your future self by buying things that you don't need. Don't be sucked into this consumer-orientated, driven world. It's our culture. Like stand above it, step outside that. It's, it's just like you don't need to, to be sucked into that. So for me, I don't need to budget because I'm just so financially, well, I'm savvy financially, I go onto my bank regularly. So whatever stage you are in your financial journey, because as you get more money, as you manage your money, well, you get more money to manage. So I haven't got time to go into these, these apps and do that, but it starts from somewhere. So I'm basically frugal, which means not wasteful. And then you've got more money to spend on investments that appreciate over time, that earn an income. And then therefore you get to that where your money's working for you, you're not working for the money. Right. So I'm hoping these, our listeners are really getting that message because this is the other thing that I've understood from a really young age and passed this down to my kids. When you spend your money on all these things that you don't need, you're making other people wealthy. You're making other businesses wealthy. But first, you've got to look after yourself. Let's build wealth for yourself financially. And then your reward is that you have real money to spend on the things that you don't need. As Warren Buffett, I hope I can get this quote because it's just come to me. If you spend money on the things that you don't need, soon you'll be selling the things that you need. You know, something like that. Mm. Yeah. And just on the point about compounding too, it's... No one's perfect, right? So I've been off track for two or three weeks. I think I've had takeaway every day or almost every day working on a super secret project. And, you know, as part of that, I don't have much time. Um, 
and you know, I could reframe and think about that differently and, you know, make time, but I haven't. And so I've ended up getting takeaway a lot in the last two or three weeks. Now I've got, you know, a long history of not spending money on takeaway. So, you know, I've got a few weeks now where I've been doing it and then I will stop doing that. And then I'll be fine again because it's the compound it's over time. So, you know, I haven't made the greatest financial decisions in the last couple of weeks. No one's perfect. Uh, and just the constraints on my time, I, I can justify that because what I'm doing is, you know, more valuable than spending a bit more on food that's fast and convenient and, you know, not ideally uh, healthy. But yeah, I just wanted to make that point because, you know, you can look back and say, oh, I've just made all these bad decisions for a long time. It's too late. It's never too late because the weeks turn into months, turn into years of good decisions. And, you know, that adds up. So I just wanted to, to drive that point home. Absolutely. You don't want to beat yourself up because you've had a little bit of a frivolous spend or you've enjoyed a big night out. That's, we don't want to go without. It's not going without. Remember, it's like cutting back or minimizing expenditure where you do you, you know you, you don't have to go without because we want to substitute it's like um don't go without if we say we're not going out for dinner tonight we can still and love love and connect with others by sharing a meal at someone's place where everyone brings a meal you know what i mean you can still have a gathering you can meet at the beach you can meet at, have a picnic along the river and you're still in an atmosphere and you're still loving and connecting with others which is most important and there's plenty of people that are still got going to patronise all the restaurants and cafes. We don't mm. have to feel that someone else, you know, you're robbing some business of not, you know, sharing the dollar around. That's where this does help. You know, it's not just a black and white rule. That's Very not. That. So. We don't want to be entering the budgeting thing. We want to introduce good spending habits that will last you a lifetime and set you up for a successful financial future. And it's just little little steps, little. Saving on, so you know, spending less on certain things that you don't need add up to a lot. For in, sure. In and it's not, it's not always directly about the saving too, because, you know, as part of what I've been working on recently is a, a solar project. And, you know, I've bought all this Chinese charger, charge controllers and batteries, and they're just not working. And so, you know, I've had to take those back get refunds hopefully for those and buy more expensive equipment that will hopefully do what I want it to do. Um, so it's not always about going for the cheapest because the cheapest can end up costing more in, you know, time, money, opportunity costs, all those things too. So definitely do your research. Absolutely. And I did my research. I could not have made any better decisions. It just turns out that a lot of the equipment that I got doesn't perform to the specs that it says. And so it was unavoidable, yeah. but you know, maybe if I had avoided those in the first place and just gone a little bit further up the quality end, then I could have avoided these in the first place. Again, that would be spending more money. So, you know, how do you weigh it up? But uh, well, it is complicated. Would, it is complicated. But firstly, there's two things that I pick up. I love the quality the quality thing sometimes it yeah it costs you in the long run if you don't buy quality so I'm quality rather than quantity especially if it relates to clothing it's just one of my things and for sure my family members and the second thing I'd say there's lessons to be learned so you don't beat yourself up because you've you, you've just learned through that exercise of your your project on solar 
So, and, you know, it might keep money in Australia too because Australians, you know, like buying Australia, Australian produced and manufactured products compared to Chinese, you know, that's going to be a good thing for Australia if, if that's the case or wherever else we're buying. And so quality clothing, this is another way we could spend less because if we go for quality rather than quantity, and I love that five suit rule. And if you look at, um, I've brought that up, you know, Mark Zerbucker, who just wears jeans and a t-shirt and all that sort of thing. So if you're buying quality, it, that your clothes last longer. Yeah. And I am not too proud to say that I love opportunity shops and my financially savvy girlfriends, they love opportunity shops as well. And it just so happens I live in land of Noosa Heads, which is quite an affluent area. And they're opportunity shops, op shops. Sometimes you can just win beautiful garments. That you, I just go in, I set an intention. I say, I'm after some cargo shorts or whatever it is. And, you know, it's it's a really great place to shop and it's recycling. It's helping the environment. So, uh, and selling things secondhand online. I buy designer label clothes on eBay. And, you know, you, you nine times out of 10, it's a great great shop and I can save time and energy but setting yourself up in your environment as if you want to avoid shopping in the first place online shopping sometimes we can be guilty of spending way more than we need to without even leaving our house so that's we've got to put that point in there one of my girlfriends I remember sitting around a camping ground and her young son was wearing a pair of board shorts that his mum had bought from the op shop he said he reached into his pocket and there was five bucks there, which would have probably paid for the board shorts. So I just want to put it out there that opportunity shops, op shops is a great way to recycle. And I also pay it forward. So I drop, you know, clothes that we don't need anymore. I, I drop them into the op shops too. So it's really cool. A, cool, a, a great way to spend less on, um, you know, designer label stuff and quality. If that's what the listeners are wanting. 100%. Ali, how do you set up your environment to avoid the temptation of spending and buying in the first place? Oh, oh, that's great. Well, I touched on a little bit right then. So let's, when we're talking about tracking your spending, if we're talking about things like clothing or perhaps, you know, anything to do with housing where all the money goes, one of the places where people can be spending money is online. So if you are, have a tendency to jump online and then you register and then you get bombarded or sold, prompted with the sales and often sales lead to scarcity, you know, one time only and discounts, like people love a discount, especially here in Australia when they're used to shopping in Bali, they love negotiating and all those sort of things. So if you want to avoid the temptation of spending in the first place, you need to find out where you are spending, like we've touched on at the beginning. So if it is online, which a lot of the millennials, for example, love to spend online, maybe unsubscribe to a few of those places that you've subscribed to if they're prompting you and tempting you with sales on the clothing or something like that, that you've, you've already got a beautiful wardrobe full of clothes. So maybe just unsubscribe to a few people. Or if you're in a wine club or something like that and you don't really need to buy, you know, dozens of bottles of wine or what have you. So it's really up to the individual to go, you know, where do I, where would I like to cut back on? Or, you know, let's identify the things that we don't need, identify those wants and maybe just avoid those places where you are tempted to spend. So it could be online. It could be going to the shops and department stores. 
that's not my favorite place. I don't know what it is, but I honestly just, it's, it's like torture. If I travel and my family go, let's go shopping. It's just like, Oh, you're kidding me. Like I'll just rather sit on the park bench watching people go by and having a, a conversation. You know what I mean? It's just like not my thing. 100%. So find out where you're spending money and set your environment up and step out of that environment. And you'll, you'll find you'll spend less without question. I'd love someone to do a little, you know, to write down where you save. And that's jumping on to David Bark's The Latte Factor because you can record your spending for seven days, 30 days, and you can see where you're spending less. And that turns into more money at the end of the month. Yeah, well, they say people uh, buy emotionally, right? So they'll justify it with logic and reason after they've bought it. But up until the moment they actually hand over the cash, uh, it's all it's all emotion, and so you're kind of being corralled like a sheep or like an animal to uh, to behave a certain way, right? So it's about yeah. being conscious and kind of rising above that, and you know, opting out, like you said, of those emails in the first place, so you don't even know that there's a sale on necessarily. That's true, and the person-to-person contact, if you are phys- personally physically going into a shop. I know from experience from, you know, people that are trained in sales, persuasive sales, you'll walk into that shop and you'll, you'll be talked into buying something that you don't need and maybe, you know, and they've got all these afterpay. That's another thing. Mm. Forget the credit card, chop that up and put it in the blender, like put it in the blender and chop it up like Scott Pape says and forget afterpay. So that's, that's just two things right there. Set your environment up to not be able to spend because I believe if you're spending money on afterpay, or credit card on things that you don't need that are wants, you don't, you really haven't earned the right to spend that money. You can't it sounds pretty them. harsh, but like, so set yourself up so that you haven't got access to the money in the first place so that you forget your wallet if you're going out and you don't have a credit card to, to spend. That's, there's two things. And what would you say are the quality questions to ask? as to whether something is worth buying. Yeah, well, that's where we touched on those quality questions. Your life, your quality of your life is based on the quality of questions you ask yourself. So number one question, do I need this? So you've got to try to identify the difference between a need and a want. For me, that was instilled upon me from my financially savvy mum, Kath, right? So we've just... So you don't want to go with that. I just really want to emphasize that. It's just sometimes you can spend less on the things that you don't need. So in a supermarket, which is a great place to, to distinguish between needs and wants. So you can go through, say, the, the section of the supermarket where there's water on one side and there's soft drinks and lolly water on the other. And clearly water is a need and soft drink is a want. And coffee is a want, alcohol is a want. We don't, we don't need it, okay? So let's, for those people that love a drink, you might think you need it, but honestly, you know, you can, you can find strategies to, to say no to those things, right? So they, they cost endless money. If you just compare water to the price of other things. And even in a supermarket, you can go through to the fruit and vegetable section. So I, I identify the fruit and vegetable section as needs because it's nutritious food. We need it to be healthy. We need it for existence. And then we go into the chips and lollies and all that crap food. It'll cost you in the end because it'll be costly to your health and your teeth and all that sort of thing. Very so, much so. Yeah, ask that quality question. Do I really need this? And pause, stop and think about it. 
and then your emotion doesn't kick in. You're actually reasoning that 20% reasoning. That's what we want to call upon. And that's why we need the stop and the pause or the pause and the stop and have a think about it. So it's just being consciously aware. Yeah. Do I need it? Is it a need in the first place? Do I need it? And that second question is, do I need it now? That's the answer to those ones. Brilliant. Yeah. And another thing that comes to mind for me is, you know, you look at a purchase and think, what else could I buy with that money, with that $30, say? Is there something that else that I could buy that I would rather have or invest in? You know, maybe that's 12 stocks of a stock that you've been watching. And if you uh, let go of a few purchases, then pretty soon that adds up to, you know, 100 stocks or more. Um, maybe it's precious metals. Maybe it's... Uh, something that you're saving up for even um, just looking at everything through the context of, well, this is, you know, 3% of what I really, really want. If I forego a whole bunch of different things, then I can buy that. And, you know, I'm, I'm in a good financial position. So yeah, I think definitely looking at purchases through the lens of how much of this other thing can I buy or invest in? is uh, definitely valuable. Excellent. So that term in the financial world, the accounting world, is called opportunity cost. Mm -hmm. So because if you've only got so many dollars to spend and if you're spending more dollars than you have, well, that equals debt. So these are the important questions that you ask. So it's like where else can I spend that dollar? Because then you want to make those great decisions that you'll spend your dollar on something that's going to earn you more dollars in the future. Yes. That's a key takeaway for me. Is that it's your key exactly. takeaway? Do you have another yeah, key well, takeaway? Actually, yeah, let's do that now. Okay, for this is my little thing. So if we get conscious about where we spend money and then we spend less on the things that we don't need, which we spend less on wants that are pretty much sometimes become worthless in the short term, and instead focus on spending because, because you'll have more money to spend money on the things that will earn you an income in your future. So the more you spend in the now on things that you don't need, you'll be robbing your future self, especially if you go into debt because debt is that other side of it, right? And my little sneaky thing is that spending less is actually savings. And some people get put off by the word saving. They relate it to scarcity. And that's what I don't want to say. That's the message I don't want to spend. But I was brought up with one of my favourite say, sayings of all time, a penny saved is a penny earned. A penny saved is a penny earned. See, there you'll have more money at the end of your month to spend it on the things that will be more meaningful that will help you and your family set yourself up for the future. And this is the thing too, with parents that are raising kids, we want to lead by example, by good example, because that will be a reflection of us. The parents will be a reflection. The kids will be a reflection of us. And uh, that's, that's my, my little takeaway. And this is just one of another saying that I love Will Smith's quote, people spend money, people spend money they haven't earned yet on things they don't need to impress people they don't like. So let's not keep up with the Joneses and be sucked into this consumer-driven, orientated world 
Think of yourself first. Pay yourself first. And you'll have money at the end of your month to spend it wisely. And the more you value money, the more money you will have to value to spend on investments rather than consumable, non-deductible, depreciable stuff. Yeah, I like that reframe of being about having more money, not about foregoing things and saving and being overly frugal and, you know, living a life of misery. You know, there is a balance between the two, but the aim is to have that more money so that you can invest it, so that you can buy things that you really need. And maybe even some things that you just want, but because you've got this big pool of savings, it hurts less than if you're going and doing all these other things and then you have something that you want as well. Yeah, that's right. So it's earned the right to spend, isn't it? Because you, it is. you spend from savings first. Please don't you know, use a credit card. Just avoid that temptation of going to buy things that you don't need or you can't quite afford right now. Don't put it on the never-never because the never-never will be costly in the end. And that's where you'll end up with more month at the end of your money instead of the other way around, which is the message of today. We want more money at the end of our month. For sure. Well, I hope that was interesting for you. Uh, please like, share, leave a comment, and maybe that comment turns into a future video for us. Have a good one. Bye for now. Great. Thanks, Brad. Bye for now.